Apparently it's law to turn your headlights on when it's raining in Sweden. How am I supposed to know when it's raining in Sweden? Hi there, my name's James, and thank you so much for checking out my podcast, Dad Mind Matters. Helping men to safely navigate family life without losing their minds. This podcast is part of an A to Z parenting help series, and we're on the letter Q. The first cue of successful parenting is quiet. This is a state that most parents dream about from the minute they become parents. And the one guarantee when it comes to children is if you have children, you probably also won't have any quiet, or a lot less quiet. Certainly less quiet than you would like. This isn't an easy thing to do when you are really tired and you don't want to be asked any more questions that you have no idea how to answer. But I found that just obsessing about how it's not quiet just makes me more stressed about it. Expecting an inquisitive child who has lots of questions to be quiet is just unrealistic. And actually, if they were really, really quiet, you'd probably worry, A, that they're not happy, or B, that they're getting up to mischief. So if possible, try and embrace the fact that they're not quiet. Try and enjoy the constant chatter of questions and kids playing and laughter. Because as I've said, and I'm probably starting to sound a bit like a broken record, there will be a time when they are quiet, either because they're teenagers and don't really want to talk to you, or that they've grown up and moved out. And I'm pretty sure you won't welcome that level of quiet. The best way to maintain some quiet, I find, is to go for a walk. On your own, with no phone, where the sounds that you hear are just the sounds of the outside or the birds singing. Because granted, sometimes being in a house with children can just be a bit of an assault on the senses. And if you're already stressed or anxious or tired, then just constant questions and constant noise can be a bit too much. Quite often, quiet is something to be worried about. If you have toddlers and there's suddenly a lot of quiet, I would go and check on why they're so quiet. Like anything, it's reverse psychology. The minute you tell the children they need to be quiet, it's the last thing they want to do. Telling your children not to ask questions and be quiet is just going to encourage them to ask questions and not be quiet. So difficult as it is, when you have children in the house, try and embrace the noise. If you really want some quiet, go for a walk on your own. And the second cue of successful parenting is Queens. The letter Q isn't a fantastic one when you're trying to do an A to Z on parenting. So the Queen's reference is a bit tenuous. Do you ever refer to your child as a queen or your little king or a little princess or there being a madam? As fun as labels are, you don't want the label that you give your child to give them a license to be more of that type of character that they know frustrates you. So, for example, if you're always referring to them as the naughty one when you introduce them to other friends or you talk about them with family members, well, they're going to think, well, that's who I am. I'm the naughty one. So I'm going to live up to that. Or if you say, oh, she's the good one, that's putting a lot of pressure for her to always be well-behaved, which is an unnatural state for a human being to maintain all the time. Human beings are a massively complex bag of emotions. We're never one thing all the time. We're a combination of lots of different types of emotion depending on the circumstance or the environment we're in. All children have an equal ability to be the funny one, the naughty one, the clever one, the good one. And that's the same for yourself. Giving yourself a label puts limits on yourself. I'm not the sporty one, I'm not that clever, I'm not good at that. Your thoughts become your words, and your words become your actions, and your actions become your life. If you constantly tell yourself that you're not something, then your subconscious starts to believe it, and you become it. And that works in reverse. If you can train yourself to start thinking, even if you don't believe it, oh, I can do that, I'm a really hard-working person. I'm good at that, I'm really good at making friends. I really enjoy the challenge of speaking in public, or starting a new job or trying to learn how to do something I've never done before. Sometimes your brain needs a bit of convincing, and I, for one, often feel quite silly when I'm doing positive affirmations, but it does work. Think of your brain as a muscle that just needs training. The more you say these things, the more you naturally start to think them and become them. 
And the third cue of successful parenting is quiz. If there's something that you're worried your child is worrying about, be really careful how you ask them. Quite often I found that if you just blurt out the things that you're worried about, they tend to put a defence up. I found what to be much more successful is engage in activity with your child that they enjoy. So for example, I might play FIFA with my son, or I might go for a walk with my daughter, or I might kick a football around with my son. And when they're engaged in the activity and they're happy and they're relaxed, maybe quiz them on the things you're worried about. Maybe ask some hypothetical or indirect questions about around the subject that you're worried about. You're much more likely to get an honest answer when they feel safe in your company, when they're relaxed, when their mind's focused on a fun activity you're doing together. And the fourth cue of successful parenting is quirky. Quirky, or as some may say, eccentric. Typically, most people and children want to go through life not standing out, certainly at school. Standing out at school from the crowd can lead you to having quite a stressful time at school. But all I would say is that if your children have noticed some characteristics they have, maybe because people have said mean things at school, that they're a bit odd or that's a bit cringy or that's a bit weird, maybe try and reframe it as it's not weird, it's just quirky. It makes you who you are. It's the interesting stuff. It's the quirkiness of you that makes you who you are, makes you the person that we love, makes you the person that we want to be around. If we're all the same, life would be very, very boring. So whenever they say, I wish I wasn't like this, I'm weird because I do this, try and just challenge it. They go, no, I think it's good to be quirky. It's good to be different. Celebrate who they are and what they are. You might not convince them, but by challenging it, you might give them a different perspective. So just to clarify, the first cue of successful parenting is quiet. If you live in a house with children, it's not going to be quiet. Instead of getting cross and it's not quiet, try and embrace it. Try and enjoy the noise. If you really need some quiet, go out for a walk on your own. And the second cue of successful parenting is queen. And by this I mean, don't put labels on people. Not your children, not your friends, not your partner, not yourself. Telling someone they're the naughty one, or they're the good one, or they're the funny one, puts an unnecessary pressure on that person. And the same for yourself. Don't talk yourself down by putting negative labels on yourself. I don't do that because I'm shy. I don't do that because I'm not very good at those situations. I don't do that because I'm not clever. Your thoughts become your words, your words become your actions, and your actions become your life. With that in mind, be really careful what you think about yourself. And the third cue of successful parenting is quiz. If you're worried about your children, you're trying to find out what the problem is, why they're quiet, why they're upset, don't just launch straight into questions. I found that not just children, but people in general tend to open up when they feel relaxed and comfortable and safe to do so. And then maybe quiz them on the topic of the concerns you're worried about. And the fourth cue of successful parenting is quirky. Children at school want to fit in in the crowd. No one wants to be seen as eccentric or quirky or odd or different. And I get that, certainly at a young age. But every time they say I'm a bit weird or I'm a bit odd or someone said this, but if my children ever tell me that someone at school said they were weird or odd or did something cringy, I always just try and challenge it. They say, well, actually, those things, okay, they may be quirky, but they make you who you are. And they're one of the reasons we love you for who you are. I really hope you got some of this podcast. And as I've said before, I'm trying to create an online community to support parents, specifically dads and specifically dads like myself, who sometimes struggle with their mental health. If you want to support me, please follow this podcast. Or if you're watching this on my YouTube channel, please hit subscribe. I hope wherever you are in the world, you're okay. Take care. To Mind Matters, helping men safely navigate family life without losing their minds. Do podcast every week on a Monday and a Thursday.